Haymaker Coffee Company was established in 2021 to create the best coffee to fuel the underdogs who perseveres, who hustles, and have the give-it-all mentality to achieve their American dream. Haymaker Coffee, only roast, top quality, specialty-grade coffee beans resulting in brews that satisfies those who demand every drop from their coffee and day. If you work hard, run hard, fight hard, and play hard, we have your coffee right here. Welcome into another edition of the Stripe Show podcast. It is a froggy Wednesday, and we are talking President's Cup the uh, President's Cup right around the corner in this little short aired downtime that we call the PGA Tour offseason uh, for the final year. We've got a 2022 Pebble Beach Pro-Am winner, 10th uh, in the FedEx Cup final standing, six top tens this year. Tom Hoagie joining us. Good morning, Tom. Yeah, good morning. Nice to uh, nice to be back with you. It's been a little while. I know it has been. I remember uh, seeing you at the Players on i think it was monday because that's when we finished if you remember you you were one of the lucky ones that got your round in on thursday and then we had about four seasons of weather and rain and everything else in the world and you had a pretty good finish at the players that was that was those were tough was that the toughest conditions you played in all year yeah i would just say it was the weirdest tournament you know it was really nice the first round probably as easy as tpc sawgrass could get and then i had two days off until i played uh sunday morning i came out and it was like 25 degrees for a wind chill to play i mean i had packed for florida a few weeks before and the forecast was like 75 degrees everywhere so i was finding every piece of clothing that i had to put on that morning it was pretty cold but um and then, you know, just wet and there was so much that went into that as a long tournament. But, uh, yeah, that seems like it was a long time ago now looking back on it. It was, that was last March. Uh, a lot has transpired since then. And, and, uh, you know, I did one of those things. I, I, I gambled that I would, I mean, you know what, I'm going to get, get Tom Hoagie on He's a good guy. He's been on before and president's cup picks are coming out. And I was damn sure that you were going to get picked. And then all of a sudden this morning, I looked at my president's cup picks and, Tom Hoagie's not picked. So did you get a call from DL three this morning? The uh, cup, the uh, picks did come out and we'll get into exactly where, how, how everything fell and whatnot, but did you call, get a call from DL three? How did that go? Yeah. So I talked to him, uh, it would have been heading home from the tour championship actually when I finished 10th. Um, and it was a weird deal. You know, I felt like I had a, I had a great year, obviously. Um, but I hadn't played well the middle part of the summer. You know, I'd missed a few cuts in there. I pit, played well at 3 a.m. I finished fourth there. Missed another cut to start off the FedEx Cup at uh, Memphis. Um, so, you know, I look back on it that I wish I would have played a little bit better the last couple of months of our season. I could have could have controlled things a little bit better for myself. But um, it was a weird deal. You know, I felt like the team was pretty well set, and then Will got hurt. Right. Uh, the second second playoff event, and almost felt like it was a little bit of a qualifier. It felt like if you go out and play well and beat some of these other guys that are on the bubble, maybe you've got a pretty good chance. And, right. uh, you know, got a call from Davis and he just said that they were opting to go with experience. And obviously, uh, Kevin's match play record kind of speaks for itself that he's done really well in that format. And, you know, you look at it that any one of the players they could have picked for that last spot, is a great player and has had a hell of a year and they could make a case for every one of you. So you can't fault the guy for their selection, but, um, it stings. I would have loved to be on that team, um, but I'm trying to use this motivation that hopefully I can make it on that Ryder Cup team next year. Yeah, we do have a Ryder Cup again because my Ryder Cup's kind of everything's been thrown off a year. Used to be odd even the other way around that yeah. way because of the pandemic we're off. So 
So the final team is Scheffler, Cantley, Shoffley, Burns, and JT, and Finau. Those are in in points. And then the six President Cup picks, because Zalatoris is injured and cannot play, Aspeth, Morikawa, Max Homa, Billy Horschel, Cam Young. And then, like you said, you were the next one on the list. Uh, skip over JT Poston. And then Kevin Kisner, he was 15th. He got in as the final pick. But, you know, when you look at that lineup of U.S. players, Immelman had a really, really tough go due to the guys not being qualified uh, because of going over to play in the Live Series. Um, the international team really felt like Immelman had to really dig super deep to get some picks there. Yeah, you know, I guess uh, the running joke that I kind of had for a few weeks here is that maybe the maybe the U.S. team needs to leave off the six automatic picks to make things a little more interesting. But uh, <laughs> that, that'll probably be bulletin board material for the international team. Uh, right. <laughs> I love how Tom stoked the fire. Then he's like, hey, I'm not on the team. I'm not worried about that anymore. I was, I was thinking selfishly, you know, if you take out the top six guys, I'd be looking a little bit better to be on that team. But um <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's been such a crazy deal, um, you know, even finishing the tour championship, you know, we really didn't know which guys were going to be heading for live uh, kind of that off week. And that's why they delayed these picks until until today. But um, just so much turmoil, so many guys leaving and it feels like every week somebody else is dropping out. But, uh, it's you been know, a crazy week, a crazy year in golf. I mean, it really has. I, I mean, I can't think of another year like this really in any sport where we've had an upstart league come in and just start picking guys off the way this has happened. And it feels like they pick off somebody like a pretty decent name every time they pick someone off. Yeah. I mean, it seems like every week and, you know, for me, uh, I would say I kind of made my decision regarding live, you know, earlier in the year. And um, I've just tried to block a lot of this out really the last, the last month or two. And uh you know, my focus was on making this President's Cup team and and trying to play well every time I teed it up. That was kind of the realization that I had. Um, so I've really kind of stayed away from a lot of this live talk, a lot of our PGA Tour changes. Even I couldn't even tell you half of what they changed, really. But uh, I've just tried to take the approach that wherever I tee it up next, I'm going to go play well and and good things will kind of come my way. Tom, were you approached by live at all? Yeah, I was. And I was kind of at that weird time, uh, I would say back in April when things were really in limbo for the live, you know, you're gearing up for the first event in London and you had no idea who was going to play. So it was a weird time to be thinking about that and what it all might entail. But um, and I would say for me personally, it was my eighth year on the PGA Tour. I had just won for the first time. I was getting in, I, I had a lot of events to look forward to that I've never played in before. You know, I just played the masters for the first time, but you know, I had, you know, the tour championship, uh, Maui coming up at the start of the year. There's a lot of great tournaments I've worked my whole life for that. I wasn't ready to give up on at that point, I would say. And, uh, you know, I, I made my decision with the assumption the PGA tour would have to change their model quite a bit to really compete with these guys and that more money would be flowing into the tour. And, uh, I guess I feel a little more comfortable with my decision now that that's sort of happened after these top players have met and, and made the changes that we have. Were you in that uh, players only meeting in Delaware? I was not. Uh, I don't know how many, I think it was about 20 were there and I was not included in that, but um, yeah, I can't fault the direction that it's going to go. I think that as, as a fan of golf, you want to see the best players teed up more often. It sounds like this is what we're going to get from this. 
Yeah. Are you happy with the decision that you've made? Have you have you wanted to waver at any point and said, hey, maybe I, I would revisit that again? Is it something that once you say no to live, are you done or can you go back to that? I would say it was tough seeing those guys play the first few weeks. You know, I felt like I, I turned down a pretty significant signing bonus, so to speak, and then see somebody win $4 million every week, certainly hard. Um, right. Especially as they started gaining more and more names and more traction. But um, I still felt, I still felt comfortable and even more so now I feel very comfortable with the decision that I've made. Um, you know, you don't want to get into money a whole lot, but at the end of the day, how much money does it really take to do you to, to kind of walk away from your dreams and where you want to play from? That's kind of the ultimate question. And just for me, it was the realization, you know, if I sign a four year deal with live, which is what I was offered that my career could potentially be over in four years. Cause I could be banned from the PGA tour or anything like that. And live might not want me after four years. And, uh, you know, what does my life look like with no golf? I don't know that that wasn't something that I'm quite ready to face, I think. So, yeah, I'm, I, I still feel very comfortable with that decision. And uh, like I said, after kind of after I made that decision, you know, there were a few distractions as Liv was playing their first few tournaments. But yeah. after that, I just tried to focus on what I'm doing and just go play well where, wherever that might be. Have you watched uh, any of the Liv golf? I've tuned in real briefly. You know, I think just like anybody else, you want to see what, what it looks like, the, what they're doing out there. But mm-hmm. uh I would say it's maybe for 15 to 20 minutes at a time here and there. It's nothing real serious. PXG has done it again with the launch of a new lineup of drivers, fairways, hybrids, and irons. The new Gen 5 golf clubs deliver significantly increased MOI, faster ball speeds, longer distances, and tighter dispersions, all coupled with the exceptional feel and sound golfers have come to expect from PXG. Schedule your custom fitting or buy online at pxg.com. Yeah. Anybody have you now, has it cost you uh, any, any friendships? Because I know some people have said, I've heard that there are big divides on tour. I see um, some of the players are much more outspoken about guys who have left. And then some are just like, Hey, you know, whatever you want to do, if that's what you want to go do, fine, go do it. We're still friends. But I know there is some divide. I would say I haven't, you know, I certainly can understand why guys do it. I mean, it's a great opportunity financially to go make a lot of money. Um, that, and, and for me, you know, I would say that when I made that decision, I, I came to the realization that I'll probably never make that kind of money in my career playing the PGA tour. Um, I'll make significantly less, but it was something I'm okay with to have the freedom and, and to be able to play where I want to play. But, um, you know, so I, I understand why guys have gone gone to live and want to play out there, um, certainly maximize their earning potential being a golfer. But I think the tough part is to be when these lawsuits start going. Um, right. That's where guys start having a problem. So, right. Like you left on your yeah. own will and you, you got the money, which that's fine. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I've been very, very upfront about how I feel about it. And I don't, I don't like where the money's coming from. That is my biggest issue. I I have no trouble with competition and another group and that kind of stuff. It's fine. However, don't leave one entity to go play for another entity, get your money. And then you claim you wanted to play less golf and you wanted to have more freedom. Then you wanted to come back and sue to play where you were, which now you'd end up playing more golf. Yeah. That really, makes no sense. Really just trying to get the best of both worlds. And uh, yeah, that's, that's where I would say that we have a problem that, uh, yeah. you know, if I turn down that money, I certainly don't want those guys coming and cherry picking our best events to play in our biggest. Right. So 
that gets tough. But at the same time, you know, Harold Varner, Hudson Swafford, those guys, they're all friends of mine. And, and that'll never change, I don't think. Yeah, no. And I, and I see the guys now this week, for example, yesterday uh, afternoon, uh, Billy Horschel, who's been extremely outspoken in, in how he feels about it, uh, said that his issue was guys are now coming over to play the Wentworth BMW. And there are guys that have never played a DP World Tour event ever, a European Tour event. And now they want to play this. And the reason they want to play is they're trying to garner some world ranking points because they're not getting them with lives. I see where there are guys who are DP World Tour players every week. They're now out this week because other guys are in because of their world ranking points. To me, that's not right. Yeah, I agree completely. Um, now, I will say, you know, I even looked to go and play in the BMW PGA this week just because it's such a great event. So, yeah. Guys obviously want to play if they're eligible. And I think they've got a category written in their rules for top 50 players in the world to come play. Mm -hmm. um, so it's hard to fault guys there. And obviously they're doing this with, you know, trying to stay in the top 50 in the world rankings to get in the majors and all that. So they've got pretty clear motives for why the live guys need to play there. But um, yeah, I mean, if you're one of those guys that would be, you know, top five, 10 guys left out of this field this week, it'll be a, it'll be a tough one that, uh, like you said, you know, they've come and cherry picked your best tournaments that uh, have the biggest purses, biggest world ranking points and want to play those. Yeah. Have you, um, do you, I've heard a few, read a few things online. And that's the thing is that when you read these things online, you don't ever know if it's true, if it's not true, how much is, is embellished and how much is actually real. Um, have you heard of any guys who have gone over to live who have regretted their decision to go and kind of wish they could come back or that they had stayed? I haven't heard anything like that. And, uh, you know, obviously it'll be interesting at some point, there's going to come a time where a guy wants to leave live to come back to the PGA tour. Um, and it'll be interesting to see who the first guys are and how that's handled, so to speak. Cause, cause I'm interested more as a fan, how that's going to work out than, uh, than anything, you know, these guys have been suspended by the PGA tour. Um, who knows how long that's going to be for, but, uh, some point here, whether it's end of this year, end of next year, some, somebody's going to want to come back and, um, we'll see. I haven't, I really haven't had much conversation with any of these live guys at all. I played with uh, Taylor Gooch in the U S open. I think they'd only played one event up to that point, but um, I don't know. I think that all these guys obviously made their decision based off of money and, and the purses they're yeah. for. I guess they're all happy with that decision at this point. Yeah. I mean, at some point, you would think if somebody did want to come back, I'm not sure they'd be well received by all the players that are still here on the PGA tour. Yeah. And I don't know what it would entail with their contracts with live as far as getting out of those and, uh, and what, what all that would, you know, would be involved. But um, certainly I think it'd be a pretty lengthy suspension still to, to sit out from the PGA tour. But with these guys going over to live, doesn't that open up opportunities for whether it's guys that are currently on the PGA tour that have been playing on the PGA tour and new guys. I mean, let's be honest. We're, we're looking for the next uh, Dustin Johnson. We're looking for the next Brooks Kepka. We're, we're looking for the next up and coming guys. And aren't these opportunities probably greater now than they were before on the tour? Yeah, no doubt. And uh, you know, the, the, the PGA tour has never had a shortage of competition or guys, you know, kind of ready to step in and fill that spot. So I watched the corn Ferry finals over the weekend, you know, there's, right. there's 25 guys that are ready to go right there and step up. And, uh, you know, I think the thing that's amazing in golf is you can go down to mini tours and college and everything. And there's, there's great players everywhere. So they'll be ready to go. Um, 
I, I hope I can stay out here and compete for a few more years with those guys, but uh, they all bomb it. They all hit it so far that, uh, you know, it's exciting to watch the next generation. So I think that, I think that the PGA tour is in a great spot and, and that'll only continue to stay that way. You know, Tom, talk about the depth that is out there because I watched the, 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 the corn fairy event as well. And the only difference is those guys just haven't been given the opportunity yet. Those guys can absolutely play on the PGA tour and they can come in and compete right away at that level. Correct. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, I think that everybody's seeing that drive that Brandon Matthews hit uh, on the 18th hole. I mean, 370 yard carry for water. And, and I would say that's one of the scariest holes that I've played on the corn fairy tour. I mean, shoot, I was hitting driver out there and having 150, 160 yards in out left of the left of the water. And he took it right over and flew it on the green from 370. So it's amazing what some of these guys are doing. You know, the game has changed so much just from the distance aspect of it. But you look at a golf course like Victoria National, I mean, it's a it's a tough, visually intimidating golf course. And I forget the number it took to top 10, but it was probably 13, 14 under par. I mean, the scores are incredible. They shot out there. Right. So, yeah, I mean, like you said, the depth is there. I mean, you can go down to PJ tour, Canada, Latino America, all that. I mean, there's great players everywhere that are just waiting for that opportunity. And, you know, with 48 guys leaving to go to live, um, maybe a few more guys will get that chance a little bit faster to come out there and find themselves on the PJ tour. Has anybody surprised you that's gone to live? Has there been one person yet that, that that's gone that you thought, wow, didn't ever think I'd see that? Well, it's hard to say. I mean, you could throw a lot of those guys out there, you know, Dustin Johnson, Cam Smith, some of those guys that, uh, you know, they're certainly uh, never going to go hungry in the rest of their lives. That's for right. sure. So, but I mean, a lot of money was thrown their way. So I, I get why they did it. But at the same time, um, you feel like a, a guy like a Cam Smith, you know, some, some of these younger guys, I guess I would say that, uh, you know, could have 20, 30 years left in their career and they win. Right. And, and, you know, I, I guess I always said it about maybe they don't want to play that much longer. Maybe they want to play a few more years, get as much as they can, and then n- just not do this anymore. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it's, it's a grind and you've got to be fully committed to it. So I can see, I can see where a guy like Dustin, you know, a little bit older might say that, but um, you know, I think that Cam Smith was certainly helped with the British open win. So he's exempt in all the majors for five years. I mean, that makes the decision right. a lot easier, you know, with so much up in the air with world rankings, but he's in all these majors. Um, but, but it's an interesting deal. And I just keep going back for me that, you know, so many great terms I've played in for, you know, the first or second time, I just wasn't ready to walk away from that. Now that would be the hardest thing that I think a lot of these guys have, or are you ready to walk away from some of these real great tournaments? I do. I do want to get, get back to that, but also want to ask you on the flip side, is there somebody who hasn't gone who you thought was a shoe in to go? I've got one. Well, you know, you can certainly see a guy like Hideki Matsuyama. Um, I don't know guys that, you know, he's such a, such a global superstar that would really, mm-hmm. you know, such a big market from Japan there. Um, I thought Ricky, I thought Ricky was a, yeah, was a shoe in to go. That's a good point. I heard he was going to go for a while there. And uh, I mean, hear so many crazy rumors around this whole thing. I think that's the frustrating thing as players is there's so many rumors and so much going on that it's just been such a distraction for the second half of this year for a lot of guys. And, uh, 
you're almost happy that it's coming to a bit of a resolution. You know, Greg Norman keeps saying they're full and they're not taking any more guys, which would be fantastic. Just so you know that we're kind of set here. You, you've, you have your two pathways and away we go, but um, right. I don't know if we'll ever really be to that point. Yeah. Well, I, I was always thinking Ricky was a possibility, but then once I saw Ricky on that private jet with tiger, yeah, Long Beach to, to Delaware and back. I'm like, he ain't going. There's no way he's going to do that. And then go, yeah, I'm going over across the street. That's not happening. But you, you know, you said you you brought up something in that it's it's the legacy of the tournaments that you play. And if you could just talk a little bit about what's it like to play the Masters for the first time after obviously being a golf fan for a long time, playing golf, wanting to play that, and then you finally get that opportunity to play Augusta. What's that like? Yeah, I mean, it's incredible. You know, growing up, that was the tournament to watch every year, especially in North Dakota. That was kind of the start of our golf season to really get you excited about the season. But, um, you know, just so many iconic holes out there and shots that you always wanted to be at. And and I think I have a great, greater appreciation for it just because it took me so long to get there. You know, I played three years in the Corn Ferry Tour, and then this was my eighth year on the PGA Tour. So it took me, you know, 10 years to get out there. And I saw how hard it was as a professional golfer just to make it to that point. So I think there's that part of it. And then, you know, for me, I always wanted to play in the Tour Championship, um, which then gets you in all the majors for the upcoming year as well. Um so, you know, you, you play at some of those events and they just have a really cool feel to them with such a select group of guys. You know, the Masters is about a 90-man field. Uh, the Tour Championship was 30. And you look around and um, it's like there's no players there almost. But it really does have kind of a cool feel of accomplishment that you've kind of made it and done something very right. soon to be there. I mean, going into this year, obviously, do you, do you, I know we've seen it. Justin Thomas posts them on Instagram and shows us what his goals are going into the season and which goals he was able to meet and what he wasn't going into this year. I had to think one of your goals would be to win and win an event. You did that had to be making the tour championship. You did that. Uh, Finishing top 10 on the, uh, in in the FedEx cup. You did that. Uh, What goals did you set and meet? And were there goals that were very close other than obviously not making the president's cup? Yeah, so I don't really approach it with specific goals like that. I mean, for me, I just try to boil it down that I'm always working to get better. And, you know, every day I'm trying to get better. And I feel like every year in my career to this point that I've got a little bit better. So I just trying to continue that trend. And, and I don't, I don't go a whole lot off of results just because it's tough. You know, I can go play well, I can go play really well at certain venues and, I might finish 15th or 20th place just because the golf course doesn't suit me that well. So I don't put a lot of stock in specific outcome finishes. I just, I just try to keep working, getting better. And, um, I will say though, that, you know, when, when I won at Pebble beach, you know, I had a few good finishes before that I finished second in uh, Palm Springs. I finished fourth, the RSM in the fall. Right that I was in a great spot then to make the tour championship. And that became a goal is that, I wanted to make sure that I had enough points to make it to East Lake for the first time and, and guarantee myself in all those majors again for another year. So that was kind of the one time that I really did set a specific goal, but that was, I was, I was so close as it was already. That was very easily attainable, but um, you know what, for me, I, like I approach this next year that, like I said, I'm trying to get better. I think there's some areas that I could improve on my game and become a little bit more consistent. Um and, and more than anything, I just like to be in contention a few more times each year. You know, I was I was in a couple final groups at uh, Palm Springs, Pebble Beach, and RSM. I think I was in the second to last group. So I was there a few times, but that was earlier in the season. So I'd like to do that a little bit more often. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, so as you move forward, what are some things you're working on in your game for the next season to try and get better? Is it something where you're trying to hit it a little further? Because it, it's, it does seem like we're really becoming a distance game. And obviously that's because it's, it, it, the distance makes you with a shorter iron in your hand heading into the green. So is distance something you're working on? Or are there other aspects of your game that are more important? Yeah, there's a little bit of distance and I've been working on that, I would say for about a year, uh, but nothing real crazy, just trying to get a little bit more speed where I can and kind of raise the baseline. But, um, and I think that, I think that my stats, I, I don't know what I was seven or eight years longer this last year. So oh. there might be a little bit of a correlation there as far as, uh, you know, kind of moving up that FedEx cup list, cause that'll add up over the course of a season. But, um, you know, I've always been a good iron player. So I try to keep, try to keep working on my strengths and make sure that stays the strengths. Um, for me, I've always been a bit of a streaky putter, so I could be a little, little more consistent putter. I think it would really help me over the course of the season. You know, I played really well off the start of the year, and then I had a stretch in the summer where I missed a few cuts, and I would like to kind of even that out as we go the next year. Um, and I just look at little things, you know, um, I was third, third 33 this summer, um, body wasn't quite moving as well as I thought it could have probably towards the end of the year as the year went on. So look at some stuff as far as what I can do with physios, um, just kind of keep that mobility up and take care of those little things to help me play a little better each week. Yeah. I mean, it's tough as the, the off season is really only what a couple of weeks, I think a week from tomorrow, <laughs> uh, we start back up. Are you, are you playing at the Fortinet? I am. I love going out to that tournament in Silverado's great golf course. That I think suits me well. So I'm excited to get back and tee it up and, um, I'll play a lot this fall. You know, I think I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to take Jackson off. I'm going to take Bermuda off and there's one more Houston three weeks off, but I'm going to play a lot this fall. It's been a great uh, time of the year for me in the fall where I've got off to some good starts the last few years in the FedEx cup list. It kind of got ahead of the game a little bit and uh, it just sets up the year so much better to try to make a push for the, for the FedEx cup. So these tournaments early in the year help you make that push later when you're trying to get to East Lake because getting to East Lake really is a big deal. Yeah, I mean, that's the goal for everybody, I would say, just because, like I said, it gets you in all the majors and, and so much goes with it. But um, for me, as I look at the schedule, I feel like there's a lot of good golf courses I've played well at in the fall. You know, I've played well in Vegas. I've played well at uh, RSM. So for me, if I can get out and have a few good weeks and get a lot of points on the board early, that certainly helps. Now, how different is it for you this year where now being a winner in, in 2022, being exempt, once again, you're in all the majors because you were at, uh, at uh, Eastlake. How different is it for you now to sit back and be able to hunt and, you know, kind of peck your schedule and play when you want to play versus events when you kind of have to play? Yeah, to be honest, it's something that I need to get a lot better at because uh, I look at every week that I want to go out and play because I've always, I've always liked, uh, you know, all these courses we play. And, and to be honest, every week on the PGA Tour is, is so great to be out there. Um, and, you know, I say they're giving out whatever, a million and a half each week. And, uh, you know, it certainly pays better than playing our $40 game at home at Mira Vista here in town. So <laughs> I, I like your odds are a little better at the $40 game. I'm pretty sure you whoop everybody's yeah. ass at your home <laughs> club. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, you know, I like to play a lot. And I've played 32, 33 weeks the last few years. And it's probably a, few, a couple too many. So I, I'm trying to do a little bit better at, taking a little bit more rest, but um, it's tough. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, so Fortinet is a, a week from tomorrow. Uh, are you already prepping for that now, or are you kind of still enjoying some downtime? 
yeah, I took most of last week and kind of relaxed a little bit, but uh, things are gearing up pretty good. You know, I feel like that's a great golf course for me, and I want to be sharp when I get out there and ready to go. So um, I'm excited. I'm excited to, you know, it sounds funny. I'm excited to get this year going again uh, after our big <laughs> just, two-week break. Yeah, just played two weeks ago. <laughs> Really, I'm I'm trying to kind of continue that form that I had from the tour championship and see how long I can ride that for. You know, Tom, nothing but respect for you for the way you handled. Uh, as you said, that you really wanted to be on the Presidents Cup team, and you're you know so some guys when they don't get picked, like yeah, I didn't really want to do that anyways. I wanted to take some time off. Um, respect to how you handled not being picked and and letting that drive you uh, to be on next year's Ryder Cup team. Yeah, I mean it's it's tough. Um, like I said, it was something I really wanted and to get that call was, you know, that's a tough one. And it was a tough call for Davis as well. You know, I'm sure that's probably the worst part of that job is uh, having to make those calls. But, um, you know, I told Davis and I still feel that way that any one of those guys in the bubble, like I said, are great players and have had great seasons and you can make a case for any one of them to be in that team. So you certainly can't fault them there, but, um, I'm just trying to use this motivation. You know, I was, I was close this year and, um, you know, I left myself on the bubble. Ultimately, I could have gone out and played a little bit better and taken care of things to to assure that I would have been there. So that's more my focus now is uh, how do I play a little bit better this next year and make sure that I play my way onto that Ryder Cup team by my play. Glenn Fittich, the world's most awarded single malt scotch whiskey, is expertly crafted and made with extraordinary care. Each single malt is a work of perfection. Will you be watching any of the President's Cup? Yeah, for sure. Uh, we're actually planning a trip down to Cabo that weekend instead. Um, so, we'll, but we'll tune in for sure. Um, I always find myself watching golf when I'm at home as it is just because I'm such a fan of it and love seeing what's going on. I love that. I watch golf all the time. My wife's like, isn't there anything I've got? If golf's not on, I'm watching golf channel. She's like, hold on a second. It is watching <laughs> football season now though. So it's getting a little bit more, a little harder to watch golf. It is. I was just about to get into that. Did you watch any of these, these college games the first week were insane? Yeah. Yeah, we got spoiled right off the bat. I mean, those will be a few of the best games of the year for sure. Who's your college team? I went to TCU. Um, we're one and zero after a big win at Colorado to start off the season. So uh, hopefully, this will be our year for twelve and zero. But I uh, mean, did did you watch any? I mean, I'm I'm not a Florida State fan by any means. I'm actually the complete opposite. I'm a huge Gators fan, and we got a really good win to start off the season yeah. against Utah. I, I mean, I hope Utah's as good as everybody says they are, which then means we're actually pretty good too. Um, but that the uh, LSU Florida State game was insane. Yeah, I mean, it looked like LSU was dead there with uh, that muff punt and somehow. Yeah. I don't know what it is about LSU games, but they always seem to come down to some sort of goofy uh, clock situation at the end where they got to review time and put time back on. But um, what a great game to start off the year! You know, a few of those Penn State game. Uh, trying to think who else was playing that Thursday night, but yeah, we've had a we've had a the Pitt, uh, the Pitt West Virginia game was yeah. insane as well. But um, it's just a fun time of the year. I love watching college football. It is. And then tomorrow night, we get our kickoff of the NFL season. So, I mean, th this really is a great, great time of year for sports fans. I know. I think I think my wife doesn't like this time of year because <laughs> between golf, college, and pro ball, there's absolutely no time for me to do anything else. But it really is a good time. I'm excited for the NFL to get started back as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's a little harder to get out and practice in those weekends when uh, a lot of football is going on, a lot of fun to watch. It is. I'm, I'm one of those guys that I, I'm at, we've got a concert to go to this weekend. We're actually going to see Billy Carrington. 
But uh, it's during the Gator game. I'm like, yeah, I'll be checking out the score of the Gator game on my phone while we're watching the concert. But hey, I mean, it's it. it I, I've even seen guys. I've talked to Billy Horschel before. When there's an important Gator game going on, he is. I mean, he's got his caddy with it, with it, checking the score during the game, so he knows what's going on in the Gator oh, game. During TCU games, I'm usually getting updates on my phone as we're going down. And uh, you really trying to think the one year I, I was playing with Chris Stroud at uh, Palm Springs, we were last off on Sunday off at 10. So we were, we were in the back of the bus, but uh, that would have been the year that the Jacksonville Jags were playing the play. I think that was to get to the Super Bowl. We were, yes. we, we were waiting yeah. a lot in the group in front of us. So he was watching the coverage on our, on the phone, walking down the last few fairways is pretty funny. Yeah. They were playing the Patriots that year. Yeah, it was a hell of a game. And they had him beat, but uh, yeah, you know, t- Tom did what Tom does. I'm actually yeah. a, I'm a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. So I'm, I'm happy to have Tom doing what Tom does for one last year. Cause I thought we were done after that 40 day retirement, but he decided he need- got a few more years left in him. I think this will be <laughs> it. Do you think he plays more? I don't see how, but the guy's been incredible, even at uh, whatever he is, 44 years old. So you never know. Yeah, it'll be good. It is. It's, it's it's good to have all this football back. But once again, Tom, man, nothing but respect in how you handled the uh, the uh, President's Cup picks. We will be watching, hopefully. I mean, it seems like a Team USA. But listen, these strange things happen. We, we're we ready to crown Team USA now, but these guys on the international team, they got nothing. they got nothing to lose. It really makes it harder for Team USA. I mean, golf, you know, you can go out any day of the week and, and – you know, anybody can beat anybody, but uh, to have that much pressure, I don't know what the betting line would be, but they've got to be huge favorites. I mean, probably as big as it's ever been just looking at those teams, but uh, it'll be fun to watch. You know, Quail Hollow is such a great venue too. I know that they've kind of tweaked those holes a little bit. So the, so the green miles kind of in the middle of the back nine. So it'll be a great test and fun to watch. You know, that's one of my, that's one of my favorite tournaments of the year every year at Wells Fargo to go to Quail Hollow. So it'll be fun to watch. Yeah, it'll be good. So we're, we're excited for the President's Cup. We'll see you next week at the Fortinet. Where will we see you after Fortinet? Uh, after that, it'll be a good stretch. I'm going to Vegas, Japan, and uh, Congaree for the CJ Cup. So I'll be playing quite a bit this fall. Awesome. And then you uh, take a little bit of downtime and then start off in uh, Hawaii. Have you played the Tournament of Champions before? You haven't, right? I have not. First time. Yep. I'm excited. That's, that's a good couple weeks in Hawaii. You get, yeah. the, get the Tournament of Champions and, and then, then go over and play the Sony. Exactly. I've always loved playing Sony too. So it'll be fun to be there for two weeks this year. Awesome. Good deal, man. Hawaii is beautiful. Those golf courses. I was there over the summertime. We did a uh, helicopter tour over Kapalua. It is just absolutely unbelievable. Golf course is, I mean, right on the cliff and just gorgeous looking out over Molokai over across the way. It really is a beautiful, beautiful place. I heard it's a tough walk. That's really issue. So I'll have to be getting in shape over Christmas. That's for sure. It is. It's a lot of uphill walking. So, well, good deal, Tom. Thank you, man. Good luck to you. Appreciate always love having you on. We'll definitely have you on again uh, during this 2022, the final 2022, 2023 wraparound season, as we get ready for the changes upcoming with the uh, PGA tour, but really appreciate you coming on Tom. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thanks a lot. It's been fun. Appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you soon. And we'll talk to you next week on another edition of the Stripe show podcast. Why is my watch going off? There we go.